Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the SJM Podcast. This is your host, Stephen James Norjanian. Last week's episode, we had discussed the U.S. women's national team, a little bit about our local baseball teams, the New York Mets and New York Yankees, respectively. We also talked about the Giants camp and the Jets Hard Knocks episode one. For episode nine, it's not going to be that much to talk about. I could talk about our New York Mets and our New York Yankees, but I feel like that would just be a waste of uh, a breath of air because you can just tell these teams are definitely not going anywhere. Our breakdown for episode nine. Yes, guys, episode nine. We are we are progressing right now. We're almost in the double digits. We're gonna be discuss going to be discussing the New York Jets Hard Knocks episode two, the New York Giants preseason game versus the Carolina Panthers. This I thought something I should throw in, and here's the reason why I recorded on a Sunday instead of going during the the middle or the beginning of this week. Fantasy football. Yes, guys, I am involved in fantasy football. But let's get down to the main reason why you guys are here. I'm going to discuss my breakdown of the New York Jets Hard Knocks Episode 2. So real quick, I want to give a shout-out to Jeremy Ruckard. He was making catches and plays in camp. You guys know I always have to shout-out the Long Island guys, the Lindy boys. So shout-out to Jeremy Ruckard. He was doing his thing. Before they had their joint practice, um, they had their own team scrimmage. And like I told you guys, I knew they were going to do this, not just for the cameras, but there's always some sort of fighting or bickering going on, guys not getting along, guys taking things a little bit too too serious or something goes on there was a lot of fighting and cheap shots were taken after every play I think this is kind of a good thing because the coaches were definitely on top of this and I think this definitely builds a lot of character but with the joint practice they were practicing with the Carolina Panthers they didn't really show much from the practice except for that new draft pick they had the first rounder McDonald he looks good he showed out, and also he showed out in the preseason game. He registered his first sack in the NFL, if you want to say that, but his first sack in preseason. Going off of the joint practice, Quentin Williams was torching Panthers offensive linemen. Now, in this new modern NFL, these guys don't hit in these joint practices. What they'll do is if a defensive end breaks, you know, gets past offensive linemen, he gets close to the quarterback, they'll record that as a sack. That way he's not hitting the quarterback, everybody's safe, everybody's good. Well, just by looking at his highlights, they counted he had 11 sacks. So imagine if he was playing a real game, Quentin Williams would have had 11 sacks. Does this mean much? Yes and no. This just shows you that he's that type of elite player. And this is why he's making the big bucks. Now, is he playing against the top-tier NFL talent? Probably not. One of those guys on the uh, offensive linemen that we're covering him could have been an XFL guy, or he could be the next Amazon driver out there delivering your packages. For that, for those sake, it's, it is telling, but it also shows you what kind of level he's in. He should be dominating these types of players. And I just thought a quick little quirk of Hard Knocks Episode 2, I find it funny that Aaron Rodgers, yes, Aaron Rodgers, who's made over hundreds of millions of dollars, 
can invest in wireless headphones? I know. Wireless headphones. The earbuds or the, the ones that plug into your phone and the in-earbuds, those Apple earbuds, the standard ones you get one anytime you get a new phone, he has them. I just find that funny. I mean, even me, when I go to the gym, I have my own wireless headphones, my own Beats. So I just thought that was pretty funny. Well, it was a really good episode. There wasn't really much to tell. It was just, it focused more on McDonald's and it focused on Quentin Williams. But it was a good, good episode. I enjoyed it. And I can't wait for episode three, which should be coming out next Tuesday. But moving on, let's move on to the New York Giants in their preseason game versus the Carolina Panthers. From what I watched, Jalen Hyatt's pass, Hyatt's pass from Tyrod Taylor was insane. I watched it live. Um, Hyatt was basically going straight up the field, looked like he was going to run a vertical route. He did a nice double move. He went left to right against his defender. And he was open in the back of the end zone. And all Tyrod Taylor had to do was just lob it up. And he was able to catch it. A couple uh, takeaways or highlights were Daniel Bellinger, he scored a nice little little dunk pass touchdown from Danny Dimes. Baller like Waller looks good in camp. And we go back to this thing with Darren Waller. The question is, not the talent level. He's had the 1,000 yards um, receiving years. He had 1,000 yards in 19 and 20, 2019, 2020. It's can he stay healthy. But right now he's looking good. I know it's camp. But if you're a Giants fan, you have to be this excited. The Giants haven't had this explosive tight end in a while. Going back from my time, I would say Jeremy Shockey was probably the last guy that was an explosive tight end. Another shout out here. Just a quick little nugget. Uh, Tommy DeVito. Although he's known as the local folk hero, um, if you guys follow his stories from Livingston, New Jersey, so shout out to Tommy DeVito. He also played at Syracuse. It looks like he's holding his own out there. There was one uh, highlight play where he looked like he was about to get sacked, and he did a nice little spin move, got out of it, and was able to extend the play. I don't think he has a spot on this Giants roster. I don't think the Giants will carry three quarterbacks. They already signed Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, he's not much better than him, but he has that experience. He's played in the NFL. He he has all that all that stuff on his uh, his resume of his career. But I could see Tommy DeVito on some sort of team. Maybe he'll be on the practice squad, or some other team will pick him up. He'll be a backup somewhere. Now, shout out to Tommy DeVito, uh, Jersey kid. To why I saved this podcast for a Sunday and not for I could have done this on a Thursday. I could have done it on a Friday. But I thought it would be best bet to talk about fantasy football. Because they have all sorts of fantasy. Fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, but the most popular one, which involves betting and gambling to an extent, is fantasy football. Now, if you're not familiar what fantasy football is, it's um, with the season approaching, you do bets between friends and family or other people. You start a league, you draft players, and these players produce points. Whoever has the most points each week wins. 
You keep winning, you make the playoffs, you win the championship, you either win money or just respect. Was never a fan of fantasy football growing up. I thought it was stupid. I said, why am I going to bet? I like to just watch football, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, ever since I've been dating my girlfriend, Francesca, which is going to be five years next month. I'm not, I can't believe that. Five years. But every year they have a fantasy football league. And it turned out that this year, so usually me and her are, are on a team. But um, due to some unfortunate circumstances with someone unfortunately not being able to make it, his name shall remain nameless, as they say in uh, Harry Potter, his name shall remain nameless, Voldemort, or Tom Riddle, <laughs> I actually had to split up with her. This happened a couple hours before the draft, so I'm at work and I get a text and I, uh, from Francesca saying, hey listen, you and me are going to have to split up, they can't find another person. Like, holy shit, I didn't even have anything planned. And I was telling her what we were going to do the night before, our little game plan. I said, okay, let's do it. I get there, and in order to pick the draft order, um, we write names in the hat. So my name, Francesca's name, Zach's name, John, another John, Bob, Anthony, etc. And we pick a name out of a hat. Mind you, this is only my first year. Picking names, I see food at the table, I get home from work, I said, you know what, I'm going to grab something to eat. Throw my food in the microwave, got that Domino's, you know, that cheesy bread, it's good stuff. I'm not even paying attention. So they're naming names or whatever, and it gets down to like the last three picks. Picks, and then they say, Zach DePaul, uh, her brother, is pick number two. So I'm looking around the room and I'm like, who the hell did, did they not call? I'm still thinking I'm, with, I'm on Francesca's team my name gets called up. I get the first overall pick my first year. What kind of luck could you get? I couldn't believe it. I got it. And what did I do? I did my quick prepping. Uh, Francesca's brother Zach always prints out some fantasy sheets of the top rankings in every position. So it would say top five fantasy points or who produces the most fantasy points. Um, in the league for each position, quarterback, tight end, wide receiver. Uh, we just do the standard um, regular league. There's all sorts of leagues where they have you know, two running backs, two quarterback leagues. My league is just a standard league, so it's one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, a flex player, and a uh, defense and kicker. Here's what happened. We ended up going to the draft, and here are the players that I drafted. Uh, not in any particular order, but here are the players are my starting lineup. That quarterback, I have Jalen Hurts. At uh, wide receivers, I have Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. Now, this is where I kind of took a risk here. I drafted Darren Waller as my tight end. No, I did not pick him. Now, for anyone else, no, I did not pick him because I like Waller. Baller like Waller, yes. At the time, though, he was the best available when I drafted him. And I needed a tight end badly. I'm not expecting... Uh, my strategy is a tight end is not going to give you over 10 points. Unless you pick up the Travis Kelseys of the world, you're not going to get over the 10 points. I drafted him, and I also drafted uh, Brees Hall or Brees Lightning, so that's another risk. He is coming back from an ACL injury. Then I got the Eagles defense, which is a very, it's the top three in the fantasy. 
And I got Harrison Butker for the Chiefs, the kicker, because the Chiefs scores, so he's going to be kicking a lot of extra points. But that was my team. And my strategy going in was pick skill position players over a quarterback. And that's what I did. So with the first pick, I drafted Justin Jefferson. And then the second pick, or second round, I got CeeDee Lamb. I wanted A.J. Brown, but he was already taken. And then I said to myself, okay, it's already been two rounds. Nobody picked up a quarterback. So I picked up the best quarterback available, and that was Jalen Hurts. Mind you guys, you can't look at, oh, people are going to say, well, Jalen Hurts is not the best quarterback in the league. I'm not looking at the talent of him and other quarterbacks in the league. I'm looking at fantasy points. Now, for a quarterback, when they run, they throw the ball, that's fantasy points. Be pretty happy with what I have. Um, of course, now every Sunday I have more of an initiative to follow the fantasy and, you know, make sure my lineups look good and all that good stuff. But just a little tip for you guys. If you do fantasy, don't listen to these ESPN um, podcasts, the, the fantasy gurus. These guys are so full of crap. It just seems like they're just spewing whatever they want. Yes, they look up the numbers. They say, oh, well, when this guy's hurt, his numbers go up. When the wind is this way, his numbers go up, etc., etc., etc. The absolute worst advice. Worst advice. Last year, when I was listening to WFAN Sports Radio, they were saying that you should trade Patrick Mahomes for a low wide receiver and a kicker. Who the hell does that? Why? Because his value's finally up? And if that's your only quarterback? No. I always say just go by your gut feeling. There's no reason to do any of that extra. Don't don't try to sugarcoat it. Go with your best strategy and, you know, just stick with your gut feeling. And that's kind of what I did. And remember, it's also feeling too. You have to feel, um, you have to understand that other players or other people you're playing against have their own strategies. So you have to adapt can't have one concrete plan and just hope it works. It's not going to work like that. The players that you wanted in the earlier round could be taken. The players that you thought were undervalued, they get taken early. So it should be fun fantasy. I am excited. Like I said, this is my first time on my own. It's going to be a lot of pressure. It is a little bit of fun. You know, we all throw in 50 bucks. End of the year, $400. Yes, 400 400 400 and we do have a nice trophy, and your name gets on the trophy on the plaque. Bragging rights would be good for me as a guy who's in the family, but because I'm dating uh, Francesca, be cool to have my name up there, Stephen James Norjanian, SJN Podcast, you know, a little bragging rights for, for me. And, you know, a little extra couple hundred dollars, which, you know, in today's world, don't, we really don't go that far, but... Extra hundred dollars in the pocket is definitely great. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with that. Really, what happened this week? And, and again, that's why I waited till Sunday to discuss this because I wanted to talk about something that I feel like a lot of you guys or a lot of people play fantasy. I don't, and of course, I get sucked into it this year. It should be a good. It should be a good season, fantasy or not fantasy wise. And again, guys, this is not going to change my perspective on my football teams. I'm going to be attentive to other teams and other players, but I'm always going to be focused on our teams, the New York Giants and the New York Jets. So that's what I'm going to be focused on. And we're going to play it by week, 
every week I'm going to, unless something comes up, we're just going to be pretty much reporting about camp. There's not really much to report about. If you want to talk about the Mets, yeah, they won on a six-game winning streak. The Yankees are, are sinking as we speak. They could have the worst record since 1992. So what, what else is there to discuss? And that's it, guys. It seems that's all the time we have for today. I just want to say thank you guys again for all the support. Uh, don't forget to like, uh, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And we'll, we'll tune in next week. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to be consistent. We're going to be doing this every week. And this is SJN, and we are signing out.